Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Liz Walter about her Wishes Collection vow renewal at Walt Disney World. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how Liz decided to have a vow renewal and how she decided to have a Disney vow renewal and how everything turned out. So welcome, Liz. Thanks, Carrie. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for coming back on the show again. I would love to start at the very beginning and find out how you guys decided that you wanted to do a vow renewal and, of course, how you ended up picking Disney for that. So, Carrie, it's kind of a funny story. We got married back in 1999, which I know seems like the dark ages right now. <laughs> but that was 20 years ago. And at the time, Disney was doing weddings, but it seemed so out of reach and so far-fetched to have everybody come. We live in New Jersey, and we have family in Philadelphia and and Chicago, and it just seemed like so much to have everybody come down to Florida for a wedding. It, it seemed an impossibility. So we had what we would now call an at-home wedding where we had the hats, you know, the old groom and bride hats with the veil and the top hat. We had Mickey and Minnie toasting glasses. We had this really amazing cake topper that they no longer make with Cinderella and Prince Charming walking down the stairs after the uh, wedding and the movie. So it was Disney themed and we went to Disney World for our honeymoon. So that's what we did because that was our only real to us option. And then probably about 10 years in, I was on the Disboards. We had at that point had our daughter and we were looking, I was on the Disboards all the time and I just love to read about weddings. It's sort of what I do for as a hobby. So I read about your wedding among others and I started following people in their weddings. And I said to my husband, like, wouldn't this be cool if we renewed our vows? And he was like, yeah, okay, like maybe we'll do that. And it didn't work out for 10 years for a bunch of different reasons. And we talked about it for 15 and it didn't just seem right. So what we decided to do was to make it for our 20th wedding anniversary. And we started just kind of having that dream, probably, you know, probably 10 years before we actually did it. Now, sometimes some of us have trouble getting people to actually come to our vow renewal. So how did you decide between escape and wishes? So I actually started with memories. When I started to really think about planning this, like when we were like, okay, we're not going to do 15 years, we're going to do a 20 year. I thought I would do our daughter. We have one child. And my husband and myself, my dad, because my mom had passed in this time, and my in-laws. And it would just be, you know, tiny, tiny. We'd renew our vows. We'd take pictures for an hour. We'd go out to dinner, and that would be it. And then it became clear that my father was not going to be alive for this. So I started to think about, well... I mean, now I, I want to do something else, right? Um, now we can't just do this little intimate family thing. And I didn't want to just do my husband and my daughter. And I felt really strongly that I wanted his parents there because I'm very close to them and my parents are now gone. So they're really important to me. So we thought, okay, well, we'll do an escape event. And 
I had this fantastic idea for it, Carrie. It was going to be a surprise. So I had my, um, my brother-in-law lives in Austria with his wife, who's Austrian and our two little nieces. And they were going to come to Disney and we were going to do this family trip in Disney and everybody was going to wear white and we were going to take family pictures. And then the day we were going to take family pictures, I was going to surprise them and say, guess what? We're renewing our vows and we're going to go to dinner or dessert party or whatever. And it was going to be this really cool thing. Right. Fantastic idea. I laid the seeds for it. I was like, listen, we're going to do this family trip for our 20th wedding anniversary. And my sister-in-law was totally on board and my mother-in-law was totally on board. And so that's what we were going to do. And then it became the summer of 2018. And my dad had died in January and we're sitting there kind of like figuring out what we're going to do. You know, it's just about time to call fairy tale weddings and talk about possibilities and get on a schedule for a site visit and stuff like that. And I'm talking to my husband and I realize as much as I love my in-laws and I really do adore them, I wanted like my people there too. You know, I wanted my girlfriends, I wanted my cousin and I'm expressing this to Nick and he's like, listen, like no problem. We're going to have a bridal party. (sighs) Right. And I was like, what? And he's like, we're going to have our original bridal party. So we are some of the few people who we are still friends with our original bridal party. Um, (laughs) Right. Like every one of them is is somebody that we feel like is our family and we love and adore them. And I just I looked at my husband and I was like, you're so right. Like all the things we've gone through in the last 20 years as a couple, our friends have been there with us. So what better way to celebrate than to have them? And it was a clear delineation of who to have. It wasn't, my husband has a big family with a lot of cousins and I, I love them and I really enjoy being with them for holidays. I have a very tiny family with very few people in it. (laughs) So, and we have friends and, and it just like, who do you, where do you stop inviting people? Right? Like you end up with a 200 person event and that's just even crazy, just even for my Disney standards. So the wedding party, the original bridal party with their their spouses, their children, anybody over 18 was going to get a plus one. And it was just, it kept the numbers big enough, but small enough and with the right people that needed to be there. Got it. So then how did everybody react when you told them that you were doing your vow renewal in Walt Disney World? So if you're lucky enough to be one of my best friends or married to one of my best friends, you kind of know what you're getting with me already. Um, (laughs) I think that, I think that they were surprised initially. We were on a Disney cruise when we, right before our year mark and we had save the dates made. So we gave the save the dates to my mother-in-law and father-in-law, my sister-in-law and brother-in-law on the cruise ship. And my sister-in-law I had told already and she knew, but she feigned surprise along with everybody else. And my in-laws were sort of like, Hmm, what's this about? Um, and then we took the rest of the save the dates and we mailed them on the day of our site visit, which was our 19th wedding anniversary, exactly a year before the vow renewal. So everybody got them by the time we got home. And I, I have to say, like my college roommate, who is actually married to one of my husband's best friends who they met at our wedding. Um, she was, yeah, I know it's such a cool story. She was like just over the moon. She totally got it. She knew why we were doing it. She knew why we wanted to celebrate big, but even people who weren't like really into Disney, we have a friend, Dana, who's not a Disney person. And she was like just a hundred percent in like every time I would get really discouraged, like, Oh my God, like I'm going to try to make people do X and Y and Z. And, and I'm, and I would feel bad that they were spending money and, in this was in August, so it's really brutal in Orlando in August. 
And I was feeling bad about that. And then I would just like, remember like, no, Dana's with you. Like she's a hundred percent on board. So like everybody else is going to get on board and they're going to love it. And they did. That's awesome. Yeah. How many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? So we invited 50 and that was with our, all of our original bridal party, any spouse or plus one they wanted to bring if they were not coupled up and any child who was over 18, I included a plus one for them too, because it was such an extraordinary thing. It was the middle of the week. It was a Wednesday. It was at the end of August. I just wanted people to like have whoever they needed with them to be able to do this. Um, And we ended up with 36 guests and it was the perfect number. That's great. Now, which locations did you choose for your event? I went through a lot of locations, Carrie, because I planned three different weddings pretty much because I had planned memories and I had planned escape before I got to wishes. I looked at a lot of locations and I did a little like recon trip in January, 2018. And then we did our site visit on August 21st, 2018, a year before the event. And I'm really, really glad we did this because that's why we picked the locations we did. So my original idea was that we were going to do this at Seabreeze Point and it was going to be outside and then we're going to go to France and use the upper level for dinner and the lower level for fireworks, right? Mm -hmm. Sounds perfect, doesn't it? (laughs) So then I went to Orlando on August 21st and walked around outside and we got super lucky. We had the sales consultant who was like totally got us and probably spent way too much time with us than she should have and pretty much just took us everywhere we wanted to go. So we started with the things that were outdoors. And by the time we got back to the Franks wedding studio where you kind of meet the people and they take you around, I was just dying of heat. Like I was like literally sweating. So I walked into the wedding pavilion and first of all, it was air conditioned which was a blessing. And second of all, it was just gorgeous. It was so pretty. And I had this idea. I didn't want something churchy because we weren't doing a religious ceremony. We had been married in the Catholic church. We didn't really want anything religious. I didn't have a big group. I thought it was going to be too much to be in the wedding pavilion, but it was just so gorgeous inside. I mean, it looks, it's like Cinderella colors and you're looking at the castle and again, it's August 21st. It was air conditioned. So we chose the wedding pavilion for the ceremony and I'm really glad that we did. And then we chose the GM lounge for the dinner, for the reception dinner. And we had UK Lockside for our dessert party because that's the best dessert party location. <laughs> <laughs> In my opinion. <laughs> Long live eliminations. I mean, you know, it was like we were right there. Now, you had an interesting case where it, you ended up having to add a lot of food and beverage for this small group to meet your minimums. Can you talk a little bit about your menu, any cake flavor recommendations? How did you end up doing that? Yeah. So we, because we had such a small group and we did have these food and beverage minimums, and I, I had a very short timeline, which I'll talk about in a little bit, but I did not have a full reception. I only did two hours of dinner. And so when you only do two hours of dinner, you don't have that much like that you can spend in food and booze because you can't have a cocktail hour. You don't have time for it. And you can't add like different courses. You don't have time for any of it. It's just like, you're going to come in, you're going to eat dinner. You're going to like take some pictures and you're going to leave. And I did that because I had so many children at this event. I had 10 children out of the 36 people. I didn't want the kids to be bored out of their mind. So what I ended up doing was having to throw money at things. Um, I mean, and it just never do you ever have to throw money at things. But this was one of those occasions where I did. So I had done a really simple buffet menu and I got it from your website. It was the Odyssey Buffet. 
which used to be something that I guess that they had in the conference center that they used for corporate events. So we had soup and salad, the uh, white cheddar soup from Canada. We had a field green salad from the U.S. We had a black bean corn salad from Mexico. We had curry flatbread with roasted red pepper hummus from Morocco. We had a Norway roasted root vegetable hash. We had German bratwurst with pretzel bread and mustard, which was amazing. We had coca vin from France, and we had fish and chips from the United Kingdom. We did dumplings from China and beef tempanaki from Japan. And we had pasta, two different kinds of pasta from Italy. So what we ended up doing was doing a pasta station because we needed to add money on. This was a very inexpensive menu, very budget friendly. It was $110 a person for all of this. So what we ended up doing was adding the pasta station to kind of bring the cost up. And we did the beef tempanaki was a action station as well. I have to say that that beef was phenomenal, like absolutely phenomenal. The only thing I wasn't madly in love with was a coke oven, but I think it just, it's hard to do on a buffet. Like it's mm-hmm. just not, you know, it's not the best thing on a buffet. And they also did these cheeseburger spring rolls, which were very different from the happily ever dessert party cheeseburger spring rolls. They were bigger. They were clearly made just for that event. They weren't a pre-made thing. They weren't super deep fried. They were really quite delicious. And when we did the tasting for this, we went into the Epcot kitchens and the chef was like, where are you guys from? Like, what's your background? He just couldn't believe that we had picked these things. And some of the items we picked, he said, were his favorites on the menu and nobody ever picks them for weddings. So yeah, it was nice because it was fun for us and it was fun for them. And I wanted, I wanted you to feel like you were in the park because you were overlooking the park. So I wanted you to get that feeling of going to food and wine without going to food and wine. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just thinking about staggering through the sun and waiting in lines. And <laughs> right. Well, I, you know, I wanted you to have this. And one of the things that was really important to me is that my friends have this like VIP feeling to it. And that was one of the ways for me to bring in something I really loved. And it was a menu we pretty much decided on at the site visit. Like we were pretty clear about that from the beginning. And then we had a cake, of course, and we threw a lot of money at the cake. I basically got to the point where I was like, what else can you put on this cake? Well, I remember we had this conversation because usually people ask me how they can reduce the price of their cake. And so you and I were going back and forth trying to figure out how you could boost the price of your cake. Right. So what did you end up doing? I know. I was like, could you put diamond crystals on that? Like what else could, what would cost the most amount of money? Um, So we, it was crazy. So we did super simple things. Like we added the ice cream, which was a fabulous idea. And that was your idea. We did this custom print on the cake plate that had our custom design monogram or it wasn't really a monogram. It was like our names and our date. And it was very cool looking and Disney did it and they threw in our cake plates and that cost us some money. I think like maybe two bucks a person. I added a surprise groom's cake for my husband. Mm. Yeah, it was really cute. It was a, uh, he loves crossword puzzles. He does the New York times crossword puzzle every day. And I had a crossword puzzle done on the cake and my planner made the crossword puzzle. And then she had it printed so that people could do it during the reception. Wow. Yeah, it was so cute. It was really like, and he was super surprised by it. And it was really a cute, cute thing. And so for the the main cake, we ended up doing three layers. It all was the same color blue. I was, my whole colors were the wedding pavilion colors because I just, 
loved it. I loved those colors. They were Cinderella-y. And I think there's a hierarchy of princesses. And I think Cinderella's at the top. So that's why I really wanted her colors. And so we just, you know, we went with like a lot of piping. It set our names on it. And, you know, established 1999, living our happily after. We threw Mickey heads. And there were craft beads. And there was a white chocolate castle. And it was just basically like whatever you could do to bling out this cake. Like I was like, just add money to it. (laughs) How did it taste? (laughs) Oh, so the cake was phenomenal. I actually, as you know, I took a picture of it and I think sent it to you while I was sitting there. um, Because (laughs) I was like, I have to tell Carrie this. So we had three layers of the main cake and then we had the groom's cake. So we had lemon cake with tropical mousse was our top, you know, that little layer that they can't really cut. And then the big bottom layer, my husband's not a huge lemon cake person or tropical mousse person. And it was unbelievable. He was like, wow, I'm really glad we picked this flavor. The second flavor for the middle tier was cinnamon cake with hazelnut crunch, which is similar, I think, to the churro flavoring, but not exactly. And we picked hazelnut cinnamon because it had that churro flavor and hazelnut because um, my husband loves Nutella. So we went with the hazelnut. And then for his cake, um, which was just like a really pretty decorated sheet cake with a crossword on it, I did a yellow cake with raspberry filling because that is his favorite flavor combination. And I have to ask, because obviously not very much of these cakes got eaten by your small guest list as you were running off to a dessert party. What did you do with the extra cake? Did they like put it in the limo for you or how did that work? Yeah. So what we did was we had cake boxes made with that same, I want to call it a monogram, but it's not whatever you call those things where it's artistically designed your name and your date and whatever. Uh, We had cake boxes made with that on it because I knew we weren't going to eat it. So I had everybody served three slices of cake and the cute little ice cream with the Mickey hat on it. And then they all got a cake box so they could just put the cake right in there and and take it away. And then the rest of the cake, they packed up for us. My brother-in-law, I have fantastic pictures of my brother-in-law carrying it onto the bus. We had a motor coach, one of those, uh, like it was a Disney cruise line one, but one of the mirrors motor coaches Mm -hmm. and we were all on it together. So he brought it back. And then a couple nights later at like uh, 10 p.m., we had a post-pool wine and cake party in our room. <laughs> and we ate the rest of the cake. So, yeah, we all, I mean, because people were still there. So we were just kind of like, come on over and eat cake, you know. That's awesome. So then I have to ask, what did you end up doing about the menu at the dessert party, quote unquote dessert party, because it was directly after the dinner and the cake? Right. So that was a bit of a struggle because we really didn't need to eat any food at the dessert party. So what we did was we did probably too much, probably too much food. We did an open bar because I wanted, again, you know, these are my friends for like over 30 years and I wanted them to have whatever they wanted whenever they felt like it. So I didn't want anybody to go into Epcot and get a drink and anything like that. So we did an open bar and then we did warm chocolate chip cookies and milk which were really fantastic. And my father-in-law snuck a whole bunch of them out and I (laughs) ate them for breakfast for days later. (laughs) Um, We had the Mickey ice cream bars, you know, because I think, I don't know how you do anything at Disney without those. Mm -hmm. Um, We had a popcorn cart. I'm obsessed with popcorn. It's literally my favorite food. I ate it for dinner tonight. Um, (laughs) and, And so I had to have popcorn. I have to have popcorn all the time everywhere. So it was, that was just a given. And then we did this coconut tapioca pudding with pineapple. And it was dairy-free and gluten-free. I have a very good friend who really needs to eat dairy-free and gluten-free so she doesn't get ill. And I wanted something 
that was safe for her to eat. Even if she was, you know, living dangerously that night, I wanted there to be an option for her. So that was the option. And I never even tasted that. I only had the cookie because my father-in-law snuck a whole bunch out. I didn't even look at the Mickey bars. I don't even know how anybody ate them. I had popcorn because one of my girlfriends gave it to me and was like, here, have some popcorn. But, you know, like two bites of it, I didn't need to eat. Neither did anybody else really, but I did have 10 little kids. So 10 little kids can eat anything at any time. You know, so it was overkill, but you know, and then apparently those the that tapioca pudding cup thing was phenomenal, and everybody was raving about it. And it was the one thing I never tried. That's interesting. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah, I mean, they did a really good job with it. Like, I mean, my father-in-law and my mother-in-law were like, did you eat one of those? They were so good. I should have taken some of those. Why didn't we take any of those? I was like, (laughs) I don't know. You should have. I wanted to try one. (laughs) So can you give my listeners a timeline of how the day all fit together? Sure. So I got up kind of early. I was showered and blowing out my hair, like, you know, probably ready to go by 9 a.m. I had invited all the girls all the women in the bridal party, because that's what we all were, to get ready in my room. We were staying at Copper Creek at Disney's Wilderness Lodge, and we had a one bedroom plus a studio. So what we did is we had four hair and makeup people come, um, fairy tale hair and makeup, Stacey Otto, who's like my BFF. I live for her. She, um, which is really good. You should really like your makeup artist because you spend a lot of time with them, especially if you do a park shoot. <laughs> so she came and we had everybody, everybody was invited to do hair and makeup. And then if you weren't doing hair and makeup, you were welcome to come and hang out and have breakfast and lunch. So we really kind of hosted everybody because again, you know, these are people who have been friends for all these years. They all know each other, even if they were on Nick's side or my side, like they've all spent time together. They've already done this once before for us. So they know each other really well. And they wanted to hang out and have a good time and relax. So I had Tina Marie Davis of Zeus's Magical Creations made these tank tops for me. So every woman got a tank top and every guy got a t-shirt. And they were like, you're getting ready shirts. So we, starting at 9am, people started coming to our room. And everybody was eating kind of bagels. And then they would like, then eventually Panera came and we got sandwiches and I did my hair and makeup from about 10 to 1230. At 1230, the photographers, we have David and Vicki Arndt and Christina and David Rini from Trinity. They came at the same time and they started doing all the setup shots. So they just took my dress away. I actually had three dresses, but I only wore one that day. So they took my my main dress away and and all my accessories, my jewelry and everything else I was going to wear. And did a bunch of setup shots while I tried to find like a turkey sandwich to eat. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, everybody else is in my room. So there's probably like, I don't know, 20 people at any given time kind of hanging out, which is fun, but chaotic. So if you don't like chaos or you're stressed already, I don't recommend it. But I was prepared for it, so it was a good time. So then eventually we did all those set of pictures. I was in my dress about 1.15 to do the getting in my dress pictures. And, you know, my uh, childhood best friend, my cousin, my cousin was like dressing, you know, putting the dress on me. Um, We were taking pictures of me putting on my earrings, all that kind of fun stuff, those like kind of really cool shots. And then we did this, before I even got into my dress, we did this one really fabulous shot with all the girls, I was laying on my bed and all the girls were on top of me. And there's all these cute little girls, tiaras in their hair, like literally laying on top of me. It was 
really, really wonderful. So I'm so glad I had that morning of chaos because otherwise I wouldn't have had that, you know? Um, and it's so fun to see your friends get ready. And like, I just kept looking at them being like, you're so beautiful. Oh my God, look at your hair. You know, like it wasn't all about me. It was about these people that I love so much and that show up for me so much that I got to like see them transform into these princesses. It was so amazing. So anyway, so I get into my dress and then I went downstairs and I did a first look at the Wilderness Lodge at two with my husband and my daughter, Emily. So my daughter's 15 and we did a first look with just Nick and I, and then a family first look, which was super emotional. I mean, I had already seen her. I was with her the whole morning, but it was just something about seeing her all done up and together. It really, I'm, I'm just like crying at the pictures in a really wonderful way. So everybody else who was wanted to get ready with us and was able to do that kind of hung out in the lobby from like two o'clock on. Like they got in their dresses and they just hung out and they just sort of chilled. And we took a couple other photos inside the lodge because, again, it was very, very hot out. And then at three o'clock, the first uh, round of busing came. So we had a Uh, Like I said, we had a mirror's coach and it was set 55 people. So anybody could go on it at any time. So what I did is I said, like, it's an option. You can come at three o'clock and take pictures of the Grand Floridian with us, or you can chill out in your room and, you know, come downstairs at 4.15 and get on the bus to go to the wedding. Like, it doesn't matter. Whatever works for you and your family and your stress level and, you know, like how much you can socialize for the day, it's cool with me. So that's what we did. And so there was a whole bunch of us and we went to the Grand Floridian. And Carrie, I think I have to mention that all of my guests were white. Yeah. So everybody was in, in white from head to toe. I didn't want to be the only person in white and I love a white party. It's very, um, like P Diddy Hamptons in the nineties, which (laughs) (laughs) kind of my era. So um, everybody were white, um, women and men, and I encouraged tiaras for everyone. So, and that's why everybody was getting their hair and makeup because they were all in the bridal party, right? Like whether or not you are married to somebody who was in the bridal party, like now you're in it, right? Like now you're with us. So a whole bunch of us went to uh, the Grand Floridian and we all walked in and, and everybody was like, oh my God, who's the bride? Like what's going on, right? It was so fun. And then we took a bunch of pictures and the girls me with the little girls, the guys, and then people took pictures themselves. We did a little pop out and we got a picture on the monorail, which was totally amazing. And then we took the bus to the wedding pavilion and we, Nick and I, this is really nice. So I know people worry if you do a first look that you're not going to like have a wow factor or things like that. But I have to tell you, we did this this picture setup was really nice. So we did, because we had such a condensed timeline, we did all of our photos really before uh, the ceremony. So now we've got this bus of people with us and they all went to this like holding room, right? And the wedding pavilion holding rooms are very nice. Like there's a music piped in, there's water, there's like princessy Cinderella-y couches and mirrors and all this jazz. And Nick and I got to go into the wedding pavilion by ourselves. And we took pictures. We, at some point we were, they were playing the music that was going to be used in the ceremony. And some of it's a little dancing and we were dancing and our videographers are videoing and our photographers are taking pictures. And it was just like, I was like in that space, like, oh my God, this is a dream come true. And it is so beautiful. And we did pictures probably like probably a half an hour, just him and I. And those are, I think, my favorite pictures because we're so relaxed and we're so happy. And it let us really get into the moment of what we were going to do from all the chaos of the morning to like, oh, my God, here we are. 
Like, this is us. This is what we're doing tonight. And then that was really nice. And then our next group of friends came and they got, they're about 445. They started seating. We had all of our music for entrances was songs based on friendship because all of our friends were there. And then we had some, you know, some special songs that, you know, Nick walked down to, his parents walked down to. My childhood best friend was our officiant. She walked down to, because we didn't need an officiant, you know, like we're already married. So she walked down to stuff. And then um, we had a song for my mom and dad. And then, then it was, it was just me in the back of the bridal room. So that's like probably five to five. And it was me, my two little nieces, who are just the most precious thing, and my daughter. And then, then my nieces went down the aisle. I said bye to my daughter. She went down the aisle. And then before I knew it, I was walking down the aisle to this song. Is, I walked down to All I Want Is You by You Too. Boom, it's 5 p.m. And here I am, like renewing my vows. So that was pretty amazing. That was absolutely one of my favorite moments of the entire day. I could not believe that that was happening. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, it was really good. <laughs> so we had the ceremony. Like I said, it went too fast and suddenly we're walking out. And then uh, we did one group shot and we hopped on the bus. And so we got to Epcot probably like six o'clock. And this was super fun because nobody knew where we were going. I didn't tell anybody any locations for anything. All I told people was you're staying at the Wilderness Lodge. And if you can't stay at the Wilderness Lodge, you need to get yourself there for four o'clock. And so people got on the bus and they had no idea what was happening. And we're driving through the back gates of Epcot, which is just so cool to go backstage. You know, it's like, I don't know. It's so special and cool. And we got to the reception about six. We ate dinner. Mickey and Minnie came. We did dancing. Then we were done at eight. At eight o'clock, we hopped on the bus to go around to UK Lockside. We did the dessert party. And then right after the dessert party, we hustled ourselves back on the bus to do a ride mixing. So when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? So my most important priority for this was I wanted my, I told my sales consultant that my theme was VIP AF um, <laughs> because I wanted my guests to feel like they were having the most exclusive magical day ever. I wanted people who were just flying down Tuesday and leaving on Thursday and just going to be there for the ceremony to feel like they got to be at Disney. I wanted them to be able to go into a park, meet a character, ride a ride, go backstage. And I wanted them to feel like I think of them like royalty, like the best people in the world. That's what I wanted them. I wanted that vibe for them. So that was really our priority. Like we really wanted an in-park reception. We really wanted Mickey and Minnie. We really wanted the dessert party because where else do you see fireworks like that, right? Nowhere else in the world. And um, we wanted a ride mixing. Like those were the things that we really, really wanted and we really cared about. Okay. So then which were the aspects that you were less interested in or you just took as an opportunity to save money or save time? We had planned originally kind of really cool welcome party and a private brunch the next day. And we ended up cutting both of those out. We did do a welcome party and we did do a brunch, but we didn't do them as private events. 
because we just realized that the money was better spent doing the other things I just talked about. Um, I also, floral and decor, like I really honestly could have just had white tablecloths. I would have been totally fine with it. Um, <laughs> I'm glad I didn't. Um, I'm glad I had a minimum spend for that. And it was really my husband who talked me into the really phenomenal stuff that we ended up getting, which was these really beautiful linens and very modest centerpieces, nothing crazy. I didn't care about the decor and the Wedding pavilion, I think the wedding pavilion is stunning. He pushed for two arrangements, one on the other side of the aisle and these candelabra things, and then they moved them to the reception and they sat on our sweetheart table, which was perfect. So he really, I have to say, like without him, I would have like literally had white tablecloths, but he really was like, no, 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 like let's do this. And what we ended up doing was bringing in at a nominal cost, bringing in the colors from the wedding pavilion into the GM lounge. So it, it was a unifying theme. And my personal floral, I saved a ton of money on my personal floral. That was one of my best budget decisions. I went with Christy Fay of Once Upon a Floral. She made a bouquet for me, a bouquet for Emily and a boutonniere for Nick. And we used them for uh, the reception. And then I used them for the park shoot two days later. And then I had a second park shoot three days after my vow renewal. And she made a completely different bouquet and boutonniere in this really amazing, like, 1930s Hollywood, old Hollywood style. She just nailed both bouquets, and I have them forever, and they looked phenomenal. So, and I saved really probably, it was probably a third of the price of what it would have cost me to do that through Disney. Wow. Yeah. The other way we saved money is we didn't hire a DJ. We were only in this reception space for two hours just to eat dinner and, and dance with the characters. So we had a playlist on our MacBook and um, my brother-in-law who was the original best man was master of ceremonies and he did the introducing and he made sure the playlist was running and we had it all set up and all timed and all the songs approved so that when Mickey and Minnie got there, you know, they had the right music for them. And we did the Macarena with Minnie, like what's better than that? So that was a perfect money save. That's interesting. And you just used the speakers on the MacBook or did you bring a speaker? No. So the GM lounge lets you hook up to their system. Aha. Uh -huh. Yeah. So both the wedding pavilion and the GM lounge, we brought our own music because I, I mean, I love musicians. My uncle is a musician. He's incredibly talented, but I wanted the songs I wanted and I wanted them in the version I wanted them in because, you know, like we're 45 years old, like I want what I want. Right. So, um, <laughs> So we did a playlist for, for both places. We did a, an iPod or uh, I think we used an iPod instead of our phones. But regardless, we did that for the ceremony and the sound engineer nailed that. He did it perfectly. And then we didn't have a sound engineer because that was an additional fee for the GM lounge, but they have a sound system and they were super cool about it. They were very accommodating and the playlist like ran perfectly. There was like one point where I was like, uh, uh, not that song. He was like, oh, okay, sorry. And boom. And he just had it right next to him where he was sitting. You know, it didn't have to be plugged in. It was all like all linked. And so it was really easy to be portable and simple and easy to manage. That's great. So you mentioned coming down the aisle to you too. Did you have any other favorite memory from your vow renewal day? Yeah, you know, Nick and I talked about this and two things which are basically the same memory. So when Mickey and Minnie walked into the reception, it was an absolute surprise to our guests. And people just screamed. Like my friend Molly just started screaming and the kids were screaming. The adults were screaming. I've never seen people so happy to have characters in their lives. Um, so surprising them and like that joy. And then when we 
um, they didn't know what we were doing. They didn't like, they didn't know where we were going or doing anything. So walking into the jam lounge was like, Ooh, ah, and you know, Mickey and Minnie, Oh my God. And then we're going to do the dessert party. And then I said, listen, like we have to get on the bus and we're going to, we have to go someplace else for the last thing. So we park and we had to walk through China. We round the corner to Norway and it's, I'm in front with my daughter and there's like all the little girls are behind me and then the adults and they, we round the corner and they see frozen and everybody starts screaming. And it was just like the best thing ever. Like the kids like run up to me and they're like, are we going on this ride? And I'm like, yes, we are. You know? And so we like, we run through the queue, we hop on the ride and like, they're standing there like looking at me and I'm like, get on with me, get on with me. And they're like, really? So we all get on the ride and you know, there's three boats of us and we're all singing, let it go at the top of our lungs. And, and it finishes. And my girlfriends are looking at me and they're like, this was the best day of my daughter's life. (laughs) <laughs> and and the little girls are like they're like Liz this was the best day of our life and I'm like this was the best day of my life because I got to do this with you <laughs> so that really was like like when I say I would live this day over and over again I would because it just every part of it being with my people and seeing their joy and having it be exactly what I wanted. I wanted it to be this big celebration of our love and our family and the people we've chosen to be our family. And just like being able to see, see that together was the best thing ever. It really was. (laughs) So did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? So two very minor things went wrong. Um, The first is we, because we had to spend a certain amount of money on the floral and decor, which again was not my priority. Like I ended up with cocktail napkins, which is like super cool and retro. And I love that. And I guess the first printing of them were not the right color. And our florist was like, absolutely not. This is not happening. Now, I'll be honest, Carrie, I have the box of the mistakes and I have the box of the ones we use. I really don't see how it was a mistake, but I'm really glad that they were so on top of it. So now I have a lot of cocktail napkins. So every party for the rest of my life, I'll have cocktail napkins with our, again, it's the same little, you know, monogram thing that they created for us. The other thing that went wrong is that we originally had a ride mix in for test track because we were above the GM lounge and probably, I don't know, sort of maybe after Mickey and Minnie were Mickey and Minnie came, our reception was at six, Mickey and Minnie came at like seven 15 as we were cutting the cake. So maybe just after Mickey and Minnie were leaving, I, I was pulled aside by, I want to say he was some sort of park managery guy. I'm not really sure which of the many, many people that helped us that night he was, but he was like, listen, test track is down. What do you want to do? And I had heard that if your ride is down, like too bad, so sad. Right. But he was offering me, do you want Sorn or do you want Frozen? And I was like, I get to pick another ride. Like I get another ride mix in like what? So I said, immediately I looked over and, and I had been with, so out of the 10 little kids, there were four of them that were 10 and above. And the other six were like, you know, eight, seven, six, four, right. They were little girls. And even our two 10 year olds are still little girls. Right. And we had two teenagers who were like, whatever, but the little girls were just like, obsessed the whole day, right? Like they were with dancing with Mickey and Minnie. They were wearing sparkly dresses. They had tiaras. They got ready with the big girls. They were like jockeying to hang out with me. And I just looked at these little girls and I was like, we're going to do frozen. 
So, yeah. So when I said, wait, let me check with my husband. <laughs> so, and they said, okay, so if test track doesn't come back up, we'll give you frozen. If you just want frozen, you can let us know. And I was like, okay, I'll let you know. And so, you know, okay, great. So we go get on the bus to go to Illuminations and um, the dessert party. And I'm on the bus and I look at the park guide and I go, I need to talk to the guy who's in charge of my ride mix in. And she was like, yeah, no problem. Like, here's walkie talkie. And I was like, we're going to just do frozen because I knew it was the best thing that could have happened was test track going down Hmm. because the absolute one of the best moments of the entire day was taking everybody on frozen that's awesome yeah it was pretty it was really amazing i mean it was amazing (laughs) it was it was the perfect it was the perfect ride mix in for this group of people with again all these amazing little humans who were so happy like that just that was the best part of it Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? I would have stressed a lot less. I worried a lot about what other people were going to think, how they felt about it, if I was being accommodating enough. And I would have just trusted what I knew and not second-guessed my decisions, um, for sure. And I think that one of the things that happens sometimes is that, you know, I'm 45 years old, right? So if you're not renewing your vows and you're in my age group, you're an older bride. Maybe it's your first marriage. Maybe it's your second or whatever. And I'm plus-sized, right? I'm not a tiny girl. I'm not young. And I think that we get caught up sometimes in, like, how it looks. And the truth is, like, you deserve what you want, and you don't have to be afraid of what other people think. And if, if they make the wedding dress in your size, like wear the wedding dress and get in the picture and show up and be who you are because that's really like when you show up and you're authentic in that way, that's really the gift you give to everybody else. Like I wanted to celebrate my friends and my family and, and my relationship, my marriage that survived so much. But I, I was doing it with this like hesitation, like, is it okay? Should I be doing this? Do I get this? Is this how I should be acting? Like I'm somebody's mother and I'm a professional, blah, 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 blah. And like really at the end of the day, none of that mattered. You know, what really mattered was that I showed up and I showed up exactly as who I was and I wore what I wanted and I had a thousand pictures and I was with my friends and, you know, like Nick and I just got to say all the stuff we wanted to say to each other. Like that's the stuff that matters. So I would stress less. I would care less about what people think. And I would tell all the women out there who are, are in my age group, who are plus size, who are thinking like they feel weird or different because of how they look or, or whatever it is. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like you deserve to have what you want. You deserve to have this magical time. That's wonderful. Do you have any other tips or advice for anyone who might be considering a vow renewal at Disney? I do. Yeah. I would say, you know, definitely read your book and listen to the podcast. Um, I got so much advice from the official Disbrides group. They really have done it all. They have seen it all. They will walk through every single thing with you. They will talk you off of every ledge and don't be afraid to connect with people. I really like, I love my vendors like Dave and Vicky. I consider them friends. Um, Stacy is like my girl. Um, I, I've made friends doing this and I didn't think I would because again, like, you know, I'm like 45 years old. Like I'm not, you know, 25. And I think there's like a difference how you approach things, but I just want to, I think that there's so much opportunity for such good stuff. My other piece of advice is that those park shoots are really early. I did um, a Magic Kingdom one and a Hollywood Studios one and I absolutely loved it. But um, 
the first one I did two days after the wedding. It is really fun, but you might be sick of pictures. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wore a totally different dress to do that. And I'm glad I did that. That was super fun. But you're going to be tired that day. So like, don't think you're going to park tour with all of your family and friends, which is what I did. Yeah, I think that's a lot of it. Like, don't think you're going to go to a photo shoot two days in a row and wake up at like two in the morning and be doing makeup at 2.45 or three in the morning, you know, depending upon the time, 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. of your park shoot, you're getting picked up at like 5.30, right? Like 5.30, 5.45, maybe if you're lucky, 6.30. So you're tired and it's not like the best time to park tour. And also on that note, you have all of your family and friends with you and it's super exciting, but you're not responsible for planning anybody else's trip. Hmm. That's good advice. In fact, I often recommend that you direct your guests to a travel agent and then that person can deal with all of their questions. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, we did some really cool stuff. Like we, so we did a couple of different events with everybody. We had a formal welcome party, which we did the night before we had a rehearsal and we ended up choosing the rehearsal to be at our hotel, um, the Wilderness Lodge where everybody stayed. So one of my tips is definitely um, limit the choices for guests on where they stay. Um, I know there's this common wisdom that you're going to pick, you know, a moderate, a deluxe and a value, but I really just picked the Wilderness Lodge and I explained why we were staying there and why it was going to be more cohesive. I had the bus pick us up just at one place. So everybody was together and people of course stayed at different places, but the majority of the people, I mean, really stayed at the same hotel. And what was nice about that was it was easy to meet, to go to the rehearsal dinner together. Um, it was easy to hang out after events. So when we had this formal, you know, rehearsal dinner, um, we went to the Polynesian Luau and I had everybody dress in either whimsical Disney clothes or in um, Hawaiian or Luau tiki stuff, um, which was so much fun and so amazing. And it was a great, great rehearsal dinner. Um, everybody got to hang out. Everybody was so happy. The kids loved it. You know, in the middle of it, my, one of my best friends is texting me like, thank you so much for bringing us to this. Um, and of course it's something you could do at any time with your family, but when you do it like this, it was really special. Um, we also, um, did a brunch the day after, and we did it at the Whispering Canyon Cafe because again, like everybody was already there. So, um, it, being at the same hotel allowed us to do an informal meetup on that two days before on Monday, I had gift bags for everybody. I gave everybody their gift bags at the informal meetup. We kind of just hung out at Geyser Point and, you know, the kids ran around and did made marshmallows and we, you know, drank wine and like looked at the view. And so being at the same hotel just allowed us to really spend more time being with each other, you know, catching up, seeing each other, having our kids play with each other. Um, just kind of the stuff that you can't really plan and you can't really structure. So I think that it's great to have a welcome party, whatever way you can do it. Um, I think that that's really important. And I just, I don't know, I can't stress enough how nice it was to all be like after the, after the, um, we got home, you know, we got back about 10 PM and boom, like we all went in the pool, like tiaras and everything. Like everybody was in the pool, going down the water slide, hanging out. And that was like a really, another really nice part of the day. That's awesome. Well, Liz, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I think you've offered a lot of great ideas and inspiration for anyone who's interested in having a vow renewal at Walt Disney World, and I appreciate your taking the time. Carrie, thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun to talk about this. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. 
In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. <laughs>